Welcome to the Girls Gotta Heal podcast, where we dive into the everyday issues of your modern day resilient healing woman and get real about the ups and downs of healing and personal growth. Navigating our mental health relationships, various setbacks, and grieving those we've lost can get very messy, while we're also trying to figure out who we are. I totally get it and I'll guide you through. I got you. I'm your host, Karen Pelleggi, and in each episode, we uncover new, empowering topics that you have likely experienced in your journey or will. Empowering one another is so this decade, and so is living up to our full potential. This is the time to become more confident in exploring your relationship with yourself and looking inward. You don't have to have it all figured out today, but you're here and now is a good start. I want you to be your best self. I'm always going to be rooting for you. This girl's got to heal. Hey team GGH, welcome to another episode of the Girls Gotta Heal podcast. Today we're getting into lessons learned throughout your 20s. You might be someone who is in the midst of experiencing some of the things that I touch on today, or you might be someone who is in your early 30s, 40s onwards, who when reminiscing and looking back, you're able to connect with some of the things that are mentioned today. So I'm kind of going all over the map and talking about personal relationships, work relationships, career, um, the way you view yourself, everything like that. So let's get into it. The first lesson that I want to touch on is you need to not take things personally. This is a huge one that probably took an entire decade to really sink in for me and everyone's going to have their own experiences and things come quicker to some than others it's it's really individual but even if something resonates with you today i hope that you feel valid in your experience and this is why i'm choosing to share some of the things that i've gone through and you'll get to hear some stories from this decade so needing to not take things personally this lesson came with a lot of relationship highs and lows I would say I learned this the most throughout the romantic relationships and the people that I've dated in my 20s I think when you begin a relationship at any age you invest you put energy you put time there is a transfer of of energies right you absorb each other's past experiences each other's energies and Maybe when we're younger, we don't really take the time to really appreciate the impact of that. So I think when relationships end, it's pretty natural for us to feel upset and to take it personally. And I think over time, through experience, for me at least, I learned that sometimes people's actions are really a reflection of the struggles that they're going through. And it sometimes really has nothing to do with you. Um, these are speci- these are situations where it's not around like betrayal or cheating when things just don't work out or people grow f- grow apart from each other. This could even be connected to friendships as well, right? Like we lose and gain so many different types of connections, including friendships in our life. And the age for the age range between twenty and thirty, you'll see a lot of people come in and out of your life. You'll see that certain people that come into your life in your early 20s are going to be there for life and you're so glad that you met at that point and others who had been in your life maybe from a really young age to your 20s are kind of making their way out 
And that's, that's really tough, but it's a beautiful thing to be able to be open, to make new connections. So back to this lesson of don't take things personally. When, as you get older, you really learn to appreciate that people are complex. <laughs> and when two people come together, two complex people come together, that is just an eruption of complex feelings and past trauma and recent joys and future goals coming together. So when we invest in people, it's, of course, there's a personal part of it, right? We're giving, you know, ourselves to that person. But I think practicing detachment is a really big piece and really coincides with just not taking things personally. So the reason or the way that I detach from certain connections. So for example, when one of my last relationships had ended, which was probably the toughest relationship loss that I had ever gone through, a relationship breakup that I'd gone through. I was, I noticed myself, like I was so connected to this person even months after he, you know, he was gone. And logically, it was so hard for me to understand that someone can, not to understand that, but because I can understand how even in death, when somebody passes away, you're still connected. I, I still feel that as well. But it was hard for me to accept that, you know, this person basically said, like, I don't want to be with you. This is just never going to work. It's not going to work. So when someone says something so definitively, there's, there's no coming back from it. And I knew that. And with that information, logically, I should have been able to detach and it was really hard to. So I kind of learned to detach by also telling myself, like, how can I be unbothered by this? How can I not take this personally? And in doing so, that allowed me to show a lot of compassion for him, right? I kind of turned that pain and there was some anger in there and I turned that into compassion for him and that was how... I was able to move forward. So I think the the mindset shift was really important in my healing. But again, also went back to this greater point of, you know, relationships kind of come and go, connections, jobs come and go. And it's important to just try your best to practice not taking things personally. Because that also stunts your your healing and your development and seeing other opportunities come forward because your mind is so stuck on, I was wrong, this person betrayed me, I I felt rejected or I wasn't chosen and it makes you stuck. And when you're stuck, you don't get to see all of the other options and the beautiful opportunities and the beautiful life that's out there to live. The next lesson that I wanna touch on is this is kind of a lighter one. You're, you're going to pay for all of the hair bleaching and months without sunscreen. My poor scalp. In my 20s, I bleached my hair for years. I honestly, now looking back, I don't know how I did that. Just the maintenance on it and the money that went into it. It, it made me feel very confident and comfortable in my skin and just allowed me to express myself. So I, I don't take it back, but it just wrecked my hair. And... um yeah, in retrospect, I, I really wish I would have taken care of my skin a lot more and just kind of maintaining it instead of like skipping out on moisturizing and sunscreen uh, because in your 30s and onward, you kind of get to see the impacts of that. So uh, that's a lighter lesson. Another big lesson learned in my 20s 
that I think a lot of people will connect with too is learning to be your best advocate. Being your best advocate uh, can be seen in spaces such as medical settings, in your workplace, in your own home, with your family members. Sometimes being learning to be your best advocate comes with challenging people. It comes with risk of rejection or risk of redirection. Um, but I think it's, it was honestly one of my biggest lessons in that I had to be my best advocate in certain situations in order to receive proper care, in order to feel heard, in order to be a cycle breaker. And in my mind, I'm thinking about you know, the experience I had with my medical experience in learning that I had endometriosis and having a major surgery at 25. The next lesson that I want to touch on is you are allowed to back out of things, including relationships and jobs. This is something even as a 30 year old woman, I still struggle with. Like I like I'm an empath, I'm a sensitive person, I'm a compassionate person, and I feel bad sometimes. Like I'm human and I recognize I'm dealing with humans too and I feel bad sometimes when I have to back away from something that does not serve me or doesn't align to a greater goal or a bigger purpose for me or connect to my purpose. So um, I recently had a job opportunity and I went through the interview process and I think it was in that moment that I realized um, I am not really interested in this particular position and working in this particular place uh, for X, Y, Z. And I had to let the person know because they were trying to call me to set up, you know, training and getting me in. And I'm like, I feel I feel so bad. I honestly didn't even know what to say. And I ended up emailing them to let them know that I was no longer interested and very grateful for their time and such but I had to remind myself I had to repeatedly tell myself you're allowed to say no just because you have an opportunity doesn't mean that there won't be more that come up uh, and that is really applicable too for relationships people settle every single day I hate to say it but I, I see it a lot I really do see a lot people settle and I hope I don't jinx myself and end up settling. I don't think I will, but um, people settle all the time, right? And we just kind of can get into this loop of thinking that, you know, let's push through it. And I'm not saying that relationships don't deserve and need work, but sometimes people get into relationships and, you know, they don't want to back out of it. Or they get into a job and they don't want to back out of it, even though they feel like it's not really for them. Uh, and there's deeper, deeper reasoning behind those as well. But the lesson here is you are very much allowed to back out of things. You know, I have definitely stayed in jobs and relationships in my throughout my 20s for longer than I should have. In retrospect, I don't regret anything. But knowing what I know now and who I am today, I would do things a little bit differently if, if those situations presented themselves again in my life. I'm curious to know if that's resonating with you, if you still feel that it's it's hard for you to back out of things or when you make a commitment, it's hard to just kind of back out. You, you This might look like you promising a friend that you can help them out at an event or you can help them, I don't know, you can help them uh, move into their new place. 
but that week comes and you really don't have the time, the space, the energy, you're physically exhausted, there's a lot going on, but you have a hard time saying no, you have a hard time backing out. I think it's healthy to practice this and saying no, it doesn't mean just like not showing up at all or just leaving the person that you're in a relationship with. It's having a meaningful conversation and an honest conversation. And I think that's kind of what we struggle with um, in that, that time period in our 20s to, to 30, that we just kind of, we're, in start, we're developing that healthy communication and that confidence in our voice and um, disappointing people sometimes. And that, that's, what it, that's what it looks like. The next lesson that I learned throughout my 20s is that friendship loss can be just as difficult as a romantic relationship ending. I've touched on this probably in several other episodes uh, because friendship loss is a huge thing. So I'm not gonna go into too much detail about that. You guys can go back to previous episodes and, um, and, and hear my two cents on friendship loss, but I would definitely say that it can be just as difficult as a romantic relationship ending. The next lesson is being fearless was a beautiful thing. And I wanna really honor those times that I was fearless, that looking back, I'm like, oh my God, the confidence on me, or like, I can't believe I stepped out of my comfort zone that much. You know, um, seeing the world in the way that I do now, maybe I wouldn't have done, done that now, but I'm glad, you know, my younger self, you know, had the courage and the confidence to do that. So however, and in whatever way that means for you, I hope that that does connect with you that, being fearless is a beautiful thing. The next lesson that I've learned is no season, relationship, or job was for nothing. Trust me, you might be thinking to yourself, that job that I had a couple years ago was so trash, it was awful, I was treated terribly, but you learned something and you the standard increased. Your criteria for what you need in a workplace really got more specific. So sometimes those relationships or jobs that don't go really well for us we might kind of sit with ourselves and be like what was i thinking or how did i even stay or how did i get myself in that position it's not for nothing there's lessons in everything and it's really it's interesting to look back and be able to see your own growth in those times right like how you dealt with it how you moved past it and maybe it wasn't in the best way, but maybe you've grown and you've learned and you maybe would do things differently now. The next lesson, I think um, a lot of these lessons truly have a lot to do with relationships. That is the best teacher. Connection is the best teacher because the relationship with you have the relationship you have with yourself sets the tone for what you allow, what connections you allow right? You you might think to yourself, oh, there's that friend that I have that always attracts this particular type of relationship. Or I myself always attract this particular type of person or, you know, the guys that have insecurity or the guys that are narcissists. I always attract these people. But, oh my God, I forgot where I was going with this. A lot of things do come back to connection and you learn so much about yourself and what you're willing to tolerate, what you want in your life, who you are as a person, all of that, there's so much growth and so much you can pull from those experiences. So um, one of the lessons that I learned was you can't force or prove to anyone that you're worthy of staying 
who's already checked out and you shouldn't have to. If someone has made it clear to you that they are no longer interested in maintaining or working on what you have, you don't need to prove that you're worth it to them. And naturally we do. We end up seeing when there's a, sh there's a shift in the dynamic of a relationship. Maybe one person is more invested than the other and, and we, we you can sense when someone's pulling away. It might make you wanna try even harder. Naturally we do this and this is fine, but it's when it becomes consistent and it's like weeks of doing this and that gap doesn't close or it doesn't go back to a middle point. It only gets further away. So I think for me, I could tell you this, you might be someone in your 20s hearing this, but I really myself needed to go through it in order for it to really solidify and, and you know, hit me that I can't prove my worth to somebody who is already committed to leaving and not understanding me and not wanting to put effort. We're moving along these so nice. I have about half a page left, so hang in there. Um, check in with yourself. Have any of the lessons learned that I've touched on resonated with you at all? Or does it make you think of a friend or someone else in your life who has gone through one of these particular lessons and has had to learn kind of the hard way, which is really feeling it out and going through the experience. You truly can advise someone, advise your friends or point them in the, in the right direction or what you perceive to be like the healthier right direction. But sometimes we truly just, sometimes we truly just need to go through it and need to experience heartbreak and loss and things not working out, right? We, it, it's in those experiences that we learn how to pick ourselves up. This next one is um, a tough one for me because it was more of a recent lesson that I've had to learn. And um, yeah, so sometimes a relationship ends tragically, not because of cheating or lack of feelings. Life is hard and we're made up of life experiences and complex family relationships. So oftentimes when we talk about relationships or even when we're just chatting with our friends about relationships and the people we've dated, it's always on one spectrum, one side of the spectrum or the other, but nobody talks about the in-between. Sometimes you can form such a beautiful connection with someone and it just ends kind of tragically because you're not able to sustain it. One person's not able to sustain it or follow through with the things that they wanted. And maybe they truly did want to have that relationship, but there's some inner wounds or things in their past that they've pushed down and haven't really given the time to address and work through. And that's that kind of goes back to my point of just people are a complex and the very first lesson that I mentioned here is to not take things personally, which is so hard. And it, it genuinely took me like 10 years to arrive at that place fully, wholeheartedly. Yeah, so there's the, the in-betweens of relationships ending. It's not always because someone rejected you or cheated on you or you, lo you someone lost feelings. There's so many other reasons why these beautiful connections end. And if you're someone like me who likes to analyze and you need a logical answer as to why things don't work and you have a hard time just letting go, this particular lesson can take a lot of months to work through, truly. Um, and 
The next one connects nicely to that point. I can miss you from far, and I can also know that you're not for me anymore. And it really, when we move on from a relationship ending, it doesn't always have to be like so clear cut, like you're out of my life, I'm going back to dating, or I'm taking time to work on myself. There's those those periods of really missing maybe a version of yourself that you saw when you were with that person or missing, just missing them, missing them as a person and what they brought to your life. And that's okay. But the lesson here is you can miss someone from far and also put a boundary in place that, you know, they're not welcome to come back. The next lesson that I want to touch on is uh, more so around like body and body image. So we're shifting away from relationships and more so talking about our relationship with ourselves. I would say a lesson here is it's important to learn how to channel that self-destructive behavior and energy into something else because you only have one body. Everything is important until you're sick. We can be incredibly tough on ourselves, like so unfair to ourselves in the way that we treat our bodies. We can, for someone who's gone through a lot of trauma or loss, you might find yourself coping in not the healthiest ways, but in your mind, or if you're thinking back to a time where you did engage in really unhealthy habits, in your mind, you know, you might think that was just survival for me. I really, I needed to just kind of coast and get by until I was slowly able to start working on myself. And, you know, our 20s is a time for self-discovery, but in those self-discovery pockets, we might, or before we engage in those self-discovery pockets, we might find ourselves in some self-destructive behavior. And that can look so many different ways to so many different people. So that can be like eating very poorly. It can be just being around really unhealthy people, maybe people who are around so consistently and we were craving that consistency, but they really make poor decisions and they're not looking out for our best interest. So that self-destructive behavior can look so many ways and present itself differently depending on the person. But ultimately, you do only have one body and everything else is is important until you're sick. And when I say sick, it doesn't mean that, you know, you might get like a diagnosis in your 20s like, like I did. It could even mean just like burnout or anxiety, like a dip in your mental health. So until we notice like our body is having a reaction to the way that we've been treating it, or our body's just having a reaction to something that's going on internally, everything stops and we do have to take time to address it and to to put love and, and time into it. On to another lesson around self-worth is truly taking the time to appreciate your worth and what you bring to the table. You might, if you're someone who is maybe just finishing um, your bachelor's degree or you're someone who uh, has just started your first job in your career you might be incredibly eager to perform and to be your best self and show up all of which is normal and all of which is okay but I find that it's easy to be taken advantage of so really taking a step back hearing the positive uh, feedback from your bosses from your employees really noticing like 
your impact in that space and what you bring to the table is really important. And I think with that said, it's important to have criteria for your job place. What do you need in a job place, right? As much as you're being interviewed for a job, you should be interviewing the job place as well. So some key things that are important for me personally are having a healthy work culture. This means like, you know, the work stops, like when my shift stops and that's the expectation. I'm not, you know, bringing a laptop home or opening my laptop at 11 p.m. when everyone else has stopped their work. It could be having a supportive leader uh, who provides you time to debrief and um, allows you to have opportunities to shine and elevate yourself and to learn. So really taking the time to understand you know, what you need from a job place. And similar to learning what you need in a relationship, what you need in a job place can also come from just experience. Sometimes we have to experience like really, you know, shitty spaces and it could be for a temporary time, but sometimes those experiences or those bad relationships really are, really help us see what we do need and bring more awareness to what our needs are in that particular space or in that particular connection. The last lesson that I want to touch on that I've really learned all throughout that decade of my 20s is that love and joy and loss can change who you are substantially. There have been times throughout my 20s where I look in the mirror and I don't recognize myself. Um, I experienced a really like a really tragic relationship ending last year and when I started my healing journey on that, which it took me a really long time to just move through and allow myself to feel what I was feeling because in my early 20s in relationships, I just kind of brushed it off. Like, oh, I've been through worse. Like, I've lost loved ones. If someone wants to leave or it doesn't work out, like, that's fine. But for this particular relationship, which was the last one of my 20s, it really taught me that I need to really feel things, allow myself to feel things. And when I was doing that and I was healing, I would, you know, I would take a selfie or I would look at myself in the mirror and just my face to me looked so different. It, it just changed me, literally, physically. In my early 20s and throughout my 20s when I've experienced other, other types of losses like losing loved ones, it changed my perspective, uh, my perspective of the world. I think that when you experience love and loss, it changes you so much. And it's okay to, to change. That means that you're evolving. That means you have lived, li- lived life. So I read somewhere that, you know, someone was talking about the wrinkles on their face and uh, their laugh lines and basically was just saying that, you know, those are, I love those lines because to me that represents all of the, the times that I've laughed with my family and I laughed with my friends and I lived life. I think that that's a beautiful mindset to have, but essentially, yeah, the things that we go through can really change us inside and out. So I am leaving you all with three questions as I usually do. And I'm going to try to keep them as broad as possible to accommodate all of the age ranges and all of the folks who are listening to this podcast episode today. So my first question is, what has been the biggest indicator to you that 
you are changing as a person or you have changed as a person. This could be no, maybe noticing that you react in a different way or you don't tolerate certain things anymore. You might think of a particular incident that happened or a life transition that happened that really changed who you were. How do you think media, pop culture, and movie portray life transitions of a 20-something-year-old? And do you think that that's actually accurate to what happens while you're in your 20s and even in your own personal experience having been in your 20s, if that applies to you. I think the biggest discrepancy we see in movies and TV is in the high school years compared to what actually happened. So if you can think of any type of TV show or movies or anything in pop culture where you see life transitions of a 20-year-old, think about that. The next question is not so much of a question, but it's rather a an activity for you to do if you do want to and you can maybe just do it in your mind or as you're talking with your friend um, or journal about it. Think about your three most recent connections, including friendships, maybe you're dating someone new, and think about your last three connections, friendships, relationships that have left out of your life. I want you to take the time to compare those three connections. Think about the ways that you have shown up in those six relationships, past and present, and also think about what those relationships brought to your life. Thank you so much for coming down memory lane with me as I revisit some of the most important lessons that I've learned throughout that particular decade of my life. I hope that it resonated with you in some way or allow you to feel some compassion or open-mindedness towards certain aspects of our life, including relationships and jobs and how we perceive ourselves. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to see you back here. If you're interested in one-on-one mentoring with myself, right now that is available and you can check that out on the Girls Gotta Heal website. You can sign up for it to receive more information.